2: And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is January 11th, 2021. My name is Philip Rossman. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at Philip RR underscore On today's episode of Locked on Magic, we'll talk about the Magic's losses to the Houston Rockets and Dallas Mavericks, why they were bad, what they mean for the team moving forward, and how we pick up the pieces heading into what is the most difficult stretch on the Magic schedule. We'll also talk about the special challenge that's facing Steve Clifford as he's being taken a little bit out of his comfort zone. And how the Magic are going to have a tough time reeling things back in. We'll talk about all that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Lockdown On Podcast Network. We're searching for every download podcast for Lockdown and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, This podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only get from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Dallas Mavericks or Houston Rockets after this weekend's games? Check out Locked On Mavs or Locked On Rockets. Want to look ahead to Monday's game against Milwaukee Bucks, which we'll touch on very briefly here at the end of the episode? Check out Locked On Bucks. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college too, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code Locked On and you'll get 20% off your next order. When it comes to Friday's game, there is not a lot to say. Orlando Magic fell to the Houston Rockets 132-90, to and a game that very deservedly got our first 30-second walk-off press conference from Steve Clifford. Steve Clifford said, and I could probably play it here, but it's kind of moot at this point. Steve Clifford said that players who usually play with effort did not. Their effort players did not play with effort. And that proliferated down through the roster. Uh, My big takeaway from this game was that, indeed, yes, the veteran players are the ones who have to set the tone at every moment of the game. And, of course, with Markel Fultz and so many players out, Aaron Gordon missed Friday's game, Evan Fournier still out with back spasms. With so many key players out, it is really on Nikola Vucevic. It's really on Terrence Ross. It's really on Aaron Gordon when he's playing. It's really on Evan Fournier when he's playing to set the shining standard at all times there on the court. And that simply did not happen in Friday's game. The final score is certainly indicative of that. But really, it, it, the final score was a, was not a product of the Rockets being that much better. As, as Steve Clifford said after the game, it's not necessarily that the Magic would have won the game had they played with the requisite attention to detail and effort. It's that they played with none of it. They didn't even give themselves a chance. They didn't show up to the gym. The Magic got off to a decent enough start with the first five, six minutes of the game. But once the Rockets hit that 13-0 run to take control in the first quarter, you could see heads slump, you could see shoulders slump, you could see heads bow, you could see the body language change in, in a negative way. And frankly, the team's effort met that too. They took bad shots. They weren't executing. Their defense was just atrociously bad. Um, they were not containing pick and rolls. They were not containing the ball handlers. They were giving up open threes. It, it, it was... It was a bad game. Um, By far the worst game of the season. Yes, worse than the Philadelphia 76ers game. I thought they tried in the 76ers game. They just didn't have their shots going down, and the Sixers made an unreal amount of threes. The Rockets also made an unreal amount of threes in this game. They're a decent three-point shooting team, but not this good. The Rockets made 22 of 47 threes in the game. They hit, uh, I believe it was 11 in the first half. Orlando just could not keep up. Not that they were playing well enough to keep up, um, but the bigger issue in that game, and this is something we're going to talk about a little bit later on in the show, is how disorganized the Magic looked. Yes, they were at a talent deficit, so they needed to play very, very well to stay in this game. And they, again, they might might have lost. They probably would have lost anyway. The Rockets played exceptionally well and, and, and took advantage of a lot of things. The Magic are still struggling with right now. Um, but the Magic just did not look like they knew what they were trying to execute on either end of the floor. That's not a, a whole indictment on Cole Anthony, although I think you know Cole was a little bit overwhelmed and the pressure that, especially guys like John Wall, were putting on him really you know took him aback. And you know when your your point guard is playing on his back foot, everyone else is playing on their back foot. So I think I think you know I think the the thing that we could say coming out of this weekend is Cole Anthony is not ready to start, um, and, and the Magic are going to find it very difficult to win if if he doesn't grow up very very quickly or the Magic don't find a way. To kind of take away the playmaking burden and the initiation burden from him. Because he is... I like Cole Anthony. I don't think this is his fault. I don't think this is this is a, that issue. Um, you know, some guys are ready to play more than others. Uh, but rookies are going to go through their struggles. Not having a, a training camp. Not having a summer league. not just, Cole Anthony just isn't in rhythm right now. Um, I think he'll get there enough to say that I think he should be starting this year. I, I don't know. I, I think Markel Fultz is clearly a lot better. Um, but... There's a lot to grasp, and Cole Anthony just doesn't have it all under him yet. But he's got to figure it out. Um, Again, I I don't want to be overly critical of him. I'm not saying give up on him. It's just, it's really tough. This is really, really tough. The Magic have put him in a really bad situation. I I kind of described when the news came out that Aaron Gordon wasn't going to play because of a load management. Um, I kind of described it as, I had a friend in college uh, when Grand Theft Auto came out, he would sometimes play just the sandbox version of it. He wouldn't do any of the missions or anything like that. And he would just pick up like kind of four or five police you know, stars so that the police were chasing him like crazy as, as they do in that game. Uh, and then he would just literally hand the controller to whoever was sitting next to him and, and sit there and watch try, watch them try to get out of it. Um, that, was, that, was, that was his game. That's what the Magic were doing to Cole Anthony. They picked up like three or four police stars. You know, the, the ass was hitting the fan. And, and Anthony had to figure that out. Um, it's, it's hard to ask a rookie point guard to go into a game where the Magic are so undermanned, you know, down Evan Forney, down Aaron Gordon especially, and try and figure things out. Um, especially against a guy like John Wall. And, and I think that was a really, honestly, it was a really unfair position to put Cole Anthony. Um, I, 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 I think he'll figure it out, but it's going to be a lot of growing pains on the way there. That's all I need to say about this game. You know, Nikola Vucevic had 22 points, 12 rebounds. He got his numbers, but I didn't think he played particularly well. Eight for 19 from the floor. Um, the Magic shoot shot 38.2 percent from the floor, just eight for 29 from beyond the arc. Again, just not enough they say in the game. The Magic got to find a way to generate offense, and you could just see that their defense just wasn't in tune. They were just missing so many guys. Um, this group just just didn't know what they were doing quite yet, and I think the Magic are still struggling to kind of figure out who they are now. Um, you know, and I think that's going to be the theme throughout this road trip is the Magic need to figure out who they are. Um, that was certainly the case in Saturday's game against the Dallas Mavericks. Again, another loss, a 112-98 defeat. Um, the Magic played better. you know. Again, the, the, the energy's there. If they play with energy, they have the chance to win these games. Uh, and they had a chance to win this one. I, I don't think they were, they were so far out of it, um, as the score would suggest. But they really played some good basketball for, for stretches. Um, Nikola Vucevic had 30 points and 15 rebounds. He was masterful. He's a fantastic player. Um, Aaron Gordon, 16 points, uh, 4 rebounds, 5 assists, doing a little bit more initiation, which I think certainly helped the team. Um, The Magic were able to get their offense going in spurts. Not not long enough, but in spurts. And their defense had moments, but not nearly enough of them. Again, the the margin for error for this team right now is just insanely small. It's got to be good effort, a little bit of shooting luck, uh, and just a really intense atten- attention to detail. And again, that's, that's I think, one of the bigger issues the Magic are facing here uh, during this stretch. The issue, again, was the Magic just gave up too many three-pointers. Dallas shot 20 for 40 from beyond the arc, and despite what might be characterized as a bad game for Luka Doncic, 20 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists, but 7 for 20 shooting, 6 turnovers. G- good job, Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon did a great job defensively on him. The Magic, though, gave up way too many threes. Tim Hardaway Jr., 36 points, 12 for 20, 8 for 13 from beyond the arc. Trey Burke, 29 points, 7 for 8 from beyond the arc. The Magic are not winning any games like that. The Magic are not winning any games when they're going to give up three-pointers. Um, the Magic you know, gave up, I think was 11 three-pointers in the first half again. Um, they only made two. In fact, Orlando shot just 6 for 31 from beyond the arc for the game. Orlando has settled in as one of the worst offenses in the league. I think they've got the their 25th in the league in offensive rating. I think they've got the second lowest effective field goal or the second lowest uh, effective field goal percentage in the league right now. They, they are struggling to make shots. And so they've got to find a way to eliminate the three-point line. And, and Hardaway Jr. made some tough threes. The magic were in his face on a few of them, but a lot of but some of them, but a lot of them too were caught off balance on a step back and, and he hits a jumper or, you know. Trying very hard to to stop Luka Doncic. You know, the first half, the Magic tried blitzing screens to get the ball out of Luka Doncic's hands. The Mavericks did a really good job getting it into the paint and then passing back out to the perimeter for three-pointers. Not a lot the magic. I mean, the magic just that was just the strategy. The magic gave up. The magic were giving up those threes. So they started dropping. And in the third quarter, the magic took a six-point lead. So again, the magic had a chance in this game, but eventually the three-point shooting got to them. The magic's bench is just so depleted the timing that that bench group had to set up terrence ross is completely gone now um you know again not having cole anthony out there to space the floor teams are just going to dare jordan bone to shoot uh, it's it's not pretty right now it's just not good it's not good enough and and again some of this was terrence ross had one of his bad games you know terrence ross does this from time to time 11 points 3 for 12 shooting 0 for 4 from beyond the arc against good teams against the good teams the magic are going to need to beat terrence ross can't have a bad game just, it's, it's that simple. Terrence Ross cannot be a, a, a negative on the floor as he was. And he was a team-high minus 20 in this game. So the bench really took one on the chin uh, in this one. It, it's, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. Uh, and again, a lot of it's understandable. Losing a player like Markel Fultz, who is so central to what this team's trying to do and its identity um, as, as kind of a faster-paced team, The Magic have to rediscover how they're going to score. Um, I I think that the Magic are probably going to have to slow the pace down significantly now. Um, I I would prefer to see games be played at a crawl um, in in some in some respects. With the way you know, obviously, I think they need to play with pace within the half court, but um, they need to be willing to eat up as much of the shot clock as they can to get good shots. Um, You know, they can't pass up open threes if they get them obviously early, but they need to be willing to. Just really muck up games because right now the, the offense just isn't there. Hopefully Evan Fournier is coming back from the back spasm soon. Uh, he was, you know, list, he's still listed as questionable um, on, on the injury reports. Um, but they need him just for the spacing as much as anything. Honestly, even if he can't move, i just stick him in the corner. And, you know, teams are going to have to respect his three-point shot on, on that level. But it's 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 rough right now. This was a rough weekend for the Magic. They're, they're, they've, got, they've got the effort in them to compete. The question is, do they have the ability and the talent level right now to win? That is a fair question to ask. It's, again, not time to tank. If teams are bad, they will be bad. But the Magic have a lot of work to go. And unfortunately, the main way that they could get this work done is, is just not available to them. This could not happen at a worse time, including perhaps a little bit of a COVID scare coming the Magic. So we're going to talk... A little bit about the challenges that Steve Clifford's facing coming up here in just a moment. But first, there's a lot of protein bars on the market. There's a lot of those bars that you get, you know you, you see at the the work, the, the gym that are supposed to help supplement your workout, it's supposed to help you know, add the protein that you need to back up your workout. Well, you know, those bars can be a little misleading. You know, unless they're cookie, cookies are usually pretty good. But those bars can be a little bit misleading. Sometimes they're like 350, 400 calories. They're They're not snack bars. They're not replacement bars. They're meal bars. And when you taste some, they taste a little bit off. It's not quite what you're expecting and not quite the chocolate granola flavor you were promised. That's where Built Bar comes in. It is the best protein bar that I've ever had and the thing that I turn to when I need a quick snack to get me through the rest of my day. comes in 18 amazing flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies, and cream, Carrot cake, coconut, almond, orange, double chocolate, toffee, almond, and a whole lot more. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They're great for the health conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie. Many of them under 250. Uh, many of them, sorry, under 150 calories. Low sugar, high fr- protein, high fiber, and great for keto diets. Like I said, most of these bars are under 150 calories. So these are not meal replacement bars. These are snack bars to get you through the day. As well, as well as to supplement your workout. Go to builtbar.com right now and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at builtbar.com.
0: This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat, led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time.
2: time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked on Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked on Bets wherever you get podcasts. The challenge the Orlando Magic are facing is one that every team in the league is facing. So I'm not going to sit here and excuse the Orlando Magic for not being able to get wins, and not being able to figure things out on the fly. These are professional athletes, These are this is their job, this is not, you know, what they're going through right now is certainly unusual, but it is not a disadvantage over other teams in the league. Every other team in the league is going through the same issues the Magic are going through now, the same uh, potential pitfalls, the same potential problems. The Magic have a ton of injuries, which has certainly made things more difficult, but no one will feel sorry for them, and we shouldn't either. The Magic still have the goal of making the playoffs. They're still 6-4. and four. They still have a lot of work ahead of them. And the question, And what we need to see is them to continue to improve upon that. If we're going to take things as they are, losing is bad. So the Magic were not successful this weekend. But the fact that the Magic bounced back and had a better effort, looked more organized, looked more sure of what they were trying to do on Saturday than they did on Friday, that is at least a little bit of progress. A little bit of progress. Of course, that's that's not enough. That is not enough. And so the Magic have their work cut out for them. That's, that's the truth. The Magic have their work cut out for them to get this right, to learn how to play without Marco faults, to play a completely different style than what they trained for in training camp, however long that was. And they have to make tweaks and adjustments on the fly at a time when they cannot practice. Steve Clifford is a meticulous planner. He's someone that, you know, the thing you can trust about Steve Clifford is his teams know their opponents forwards and backwards, that he has them prepared for, ev- for almost everything they're going to see and has worked with them to, be, to, to, to handle that. He's someone that's efficient with his practice plans and has very specific goals with what he's trying to get done every time he meets with the team. He's also someone that, as we've noted here and and, and have criticized him for, he's someone that's not going to make drastic changes until he sees it work on the court. And he'd prefer to test that out and experiment with it in practice than he would in a regular season game that might cost the team a win. And obviously at this point, every win is important. Every game is going to matter in this playoff chase. And so, one of the big tools then that Steve Clifford would use to make his team better is not available at the moment. The magic, or at least Steve, you know, Clifford's plan for this season was to be a little bit lighter on practices. That was already baked into how he was trying to prepare his team. Because the schedule this year is unforgiving. Something that Clifford said he has never seen before. And again, it's something that every team in the league is going through and experiencing. We're seeing it play out with more blowouts this year. We're seeing it play out with, frankly, some more injuries. Thomas Bryant also tore his ACL. Every team is dealing with this. But obviously with the Magic being down so many key players it's hard for them to maintain their same level of play. I mean, look at the Cleveland Cavaliers, for crying out loud. Since the Cleveland Cavaliers lost both Darius Garland and Colin Sexton, they are drifting. They went from being one of the top, you know, being a surprisingly te- surprising team at the top of the Eastern Conference standings to now under 500 and fading fast. Magic aren't there yet. They're 6-4. and four. They've been able to manage a few wins, inclu- including two over those Cavaliers. But... Fortunes change very quickly in this league, as Steve Clifford would note. And so the Magic are going to have to learn how to play without Markel faults and find their way to play without the benefit of practice. The Magic will not have consecutive days off or consecutive days between games until February 3rd. They're about to hit a 10-day, six-game road trip. Six games in 10 days. Starting Wednesday in Boston. Not an easy road trip. This is the most difficult stretch of the Magic schedule coming up here starting Monday against the Milwaukee Bucks. And so, while Clifford says that, yes, players have to learn and make adjustments on the fly all the time in this league, and they have to do it on video, Clifford will not have the benefit of drilling them in practice, doing five-on-five work. You might ask, why is Mobamba not playing? because Steve Clifford hasn't been able to see him play 5-on-5. Five five. And if you go back and watch Friday's game against the Rockets, Bamba got second quarter minutes. He got meaningful minutes before the game was too far out of hand. And you could tell he looked rusty. You could tell he wasn't quite sure where to be, or he, he was a little bit slow on his reads. It's all timing and experience. Certainly he built up confidence in the fourth quarter, but of course that was garbage time, and you can only take those minutes with a grain of salt. Bamba played well in Friday's game but clifford isn't just going to throw bomba out there until he knows for sure now you can criticize that approach you can criticize that decision for sure i don't think it's above criticism i think it absolutely deserves criticism but that's always been clifford's approach you know that's you know that's what he's going to do you know that's 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 what he's going to demand before he tries something and again we've agree it's sometimes a little slow but that's all gone Bamba doesn't have the chance to work five-on-five because even when the Magic practice, they're going light on physical contact on live action because they need to preserve their bodies for games. All the information, all the adjustments, all the teaching has to happen through film and through games or through walk-throughs and ballrooms. In fact, that's going to be one of the big problems for the next two weeks. While the Magic are on the road because of COVID protocols, they're not going to gyms to practice. It is increasingly hard to practice on the road in this time. And coaches love to use these practices to fine-tune and tighten up defense, especially. Defense gets looser the longer you don't practice. And I think that's what we're seeing with the Magic. I think that's what we're going to see with the Magic. They've got a learning curve to make here. They've got to go through a re- retraining camp, essentially. They're not going to have the time. As Steve Clifford said after Saturday's game, the one thing this Magic team probably needs more than anything else is three days of practice. Yeah, we're talking about practice. And the task is only going to get harder. As I mentioned, the Magic will be on the road for the next two weeks after Monday's game against Milwaukee Bucks. I imagine they will sneak a practice in Tuesday before heading up to Boston. Boston. But there's another concern that is on the horizon. And yeah, I've, I've buried the lead a little bit here. The Dallas Mavericks have actually closed their practice facility after Maxi Kleba reportedly tested positive for the coronavirus. The Mavericks on Saturday were without four players due to a coronavirus testing or a positive test or a, te- or, a or, con- or sorry, contact tracing with Dorian Finney-Smith, Jalen Brunson, and oh, I'm missing one player there. And one other one other key starter missing the game on Saturday. And the fact that Kleba, who played twenty three minutes, tested positive while you know the you know, while the day before he played the Magic, certainly a bit disquieting. It would not surprise me if the Magic have a player or two in COVID protocols by the end of the week. It would not surprise me if the Magic are going to have to go find an emergency signing just to fill a roster that we'll be able to play. Because right now, they're thin anyway. The Magic had, I believe, it was uh, nine active players. Nine players available this weekend or on, on Friday, especially against the Rockets. It's going to get tight here. You know, and I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope that everyone continues to test negative. I hope that the Magic get lucky, and this, you know, this just happened to be something that happened, but not something that affects them. The Magic will play a Celtics team that is going through a, a, an out a complete outbreak. It feels like with several players out and missing, including Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. The Celtics and Heat actually had to postpone their game on Sunday because the Celtics weren't going to have enough players to play. So the realities of the coronavirus and the realities of the pandemic are setting into further restricting and limiting what the Magic can do. Because once a player is in quarantine, they're in quarantine. They're not available for, I think it's 10 days. It's tough. The Magic already facing major injuries are really backed up against the wall. This is going to be Steve Clifford's most difficult coaching job. That much, I know for sure. If he can succeed do succeed with this team, get them into the playoffs with all the things that they've already had to go through from the torn ACL to Markel Fultz, the torn ACL to Jonathan Isaac, all these nagging little injuries that have kept players out early in the season as, as teams are supposed to be gaining rhythm and building things up. The Magic just cannot build the rhythm and consistency that we know they need to be successful. Once they get that, you know, we know this team can compete. We know this team can beat some good teams. We know this team can play. But they just can't build the momentum to get there right now. And Steve Clifford's going to have to make some adjustments on the fly. He's going to have to be creative. He's going to have to trust his gut and he's going to have to experiment during games. If not, the Magic are going to flounder. And like we said Friday, they might very well have to pack it in for the season earlier than we all thought they would. It's a big task for Steve Clifford, without doubt. We'll talk about the Magic's game coming up against the Milwaukee Bucks here in just a moment. But first, the NFL playoffs are in full swing. We've got action on Sunday, including the Tampa Bay Buccaneers getting their third crack at the New Orleans Saints. Can Tom Brady retire Drew Brees? We'll find out on Sunday. Plus, today, Monday, the college football playoff national championship game Taking place between Alabama and the Ohio State Buckeyes. Get in on the action with all these big events with the only place that has you covered and the only place that we trust that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Whether it's this weekend's NFL action, tonight's college football game or the current headlines in sports, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action and don't forget to use that promo code locked on to see 50% welcome bonus Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team
0: every day.
2: Coming up on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic, we will recap the Lender Magic game against the Milwaukee Bucks. Right now, we'll talk a little bit about the Milwaukee Bucks as Magic get their first taste of the Bucks since the playoffs last year. Like I said, this is, this is not a good time to be playing a team like the Bucs. The Bucs are starting to find, kind of find their groove with some of the new additions that they made, uh, with, some of the, with some of the changes that they've made to their team. They're starting to round into form defensively after struggling a little bit out the gates. They've already got the top offense in the league, and Giannis Antetokounmpo is probable after missing Saturday's game with back spasms. That was a 190 victory over the Cleveland Cavaliers. Obviously, adding Giannis at will make that offense all the more potent, and the Magic, you know, will stick Aaron Gordon on him and pray to God. Um, Nikola Vucevic will probably have a big game. I think the Magic will play with a little bit more energy and effort. Um, certainly, I think the Magic will make some changes and, and, and get more used to some of the roles that they're playing. You know, Aaron Gordon's going to initiate a lot more offense. Nikola Vucevic will be a, a, a central focus of the offense as well. Um, but without a point guard that can kind of drive and kick and. And kind of get in in the in kind of the, the wedges of that defense. It's gonna be really really tough to win this game. Um, and the Magic's defense just haven't hasn't shown the aptitude to be able to contain players and defend the three point line. It seems like it's either one or the other right now. And while the Magic's defense rounded to form heading before Markel Fultz's injury, it's it's a mess right now. Um, or it's a mess this weekend. Um, the Magic are gonna have a lot of work to do, and this is just not the team. I mean, even when the Magic are good defensively. The Bucks have proven they are not a team the Magic match up particularly well with, and that's because their offense just doesn't really quite work. The one thing the Magic might be able to do here that, that should make it a game and could make it interesting is um, the Bucks bench isn't that great. Um, you know, DJ Augustine's obviously a, a very good player and 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 I think kind of paces that team, but their bench, you know, Cleveland made a lot of inroads against that bench. They fell behind early. They were down big early, but never completely out of the game. And they always made little runs when the bench was in the game, when when Middleton was out, when uh, Drew Holiday was out. Um, but the, it, the Magic's bench hasn't been great since the injury. Um, you know, it, Terrence Ross would have to have a really, really good game, obviously, and and I think the Magic would have to, to stagger their rotations appropriately to take advantage of the bench. But yeah, man, this is it's going to take a really good effort. This is just not the kind of team the Magic should be playing right now. This is not the kind of team that they can. Ultimately, succeed against a team that does have championship aspirations, and of course, an MVP candidate in Giannis Antetokounmpo, who gives the Magic fits. I mean, I think Aaron Gordon typically does a good job against him, but you know, again, this is—you're not stopping Giannis, you're not containing Giannis completely. If Giannis wants to score, Giannis is going to score. Um, It's—it's going to be a tough game. I mean, I, honestly, I—I—I'm an optimist. I still think the Magic have a shot, have a shot at making the playoffs. I think they will figure this out, but it's going to take time. Um, and there's going to be a lot of rough days in the meantime. You know, I think if the Magic are, are targeting wins, you know, the two Boston games feel like games that the Magic can probably get some wins because they're also undermanned and, and struggling a little bit. So those, those will be good opportunities to kind of build some confidence. Um, New York's playing really, really well, but I, you know, I would still say New York is a team the Magic should beat even as they're currently constructed. Um, so there, there are places to get wins coming up in the next schedule, but this, this stretch, these next two weeks, are really going to be about holding on and finding your way to play. And really, just reinforcing your way to play. Like I said, these next two weeks, this is essentially the practice you're going to get um, is is in game action, and that's really, really tough to do. Um, I, I am I'm not optimistic about Monday, if you can tell. I'm not optimistic that the Magic are going to be able to win the game Monday. Um, you know, certainly they can. I'm not going to put it past them. Everyone has good nights in the NBA. It's the NBA for a reason. Um, but it's it's definitely a very, very, very difficult proposition. Um, you know, the, the weekend was not encouraging. Um, not enough to give up. Not enough to give up on the season by any means. You know, bad teams will be bad. You don't need to help them be bad. Um, but the Magic certainly have a lot of work ahead. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philipr.md. Find the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. you're tune in. you Google Play, Spotify, and all the voice places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can follow us on Twitter at Daily as well. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, check out orlandomagicdaily.com. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Phil Klaus. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked
0: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music.